Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Caffeinate for May the 3rd. It is going to be a fantastic episode. I am Samuel Adams, and welcome to the show. For the uninitiated, uh, this is a morning show that I perform, put on display every single weekday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Time right here on YouTube, on Twitch, on Mixer. It's always a fantastic time. To the guys over in chat, good morning, good morning. I hope you are all doing very well. Of course, for those listening later in a podcast format, this is a show that is recorded live for people to enjoy as they wake up or as they go about their day or they go to bed, whatever they may be doing. Uh, But I'm doing very well. I hope that you guys are. Today, uh, we have some pretty interesting news that I thought we would go ahead and crank off, start off with. It's pretty awesome, I would say, especially for those that are fans of the Nintendo Switch, of which I know there are many out there. Uh, Some housekeeping to go over. I missed stream last night. I had some things going on in my own life, but today we're going to be doing a TIFF stream. Uh, For those that are not familiar with what that is, it is a uh, Tiffany stream. She's a girl that I've known since high school, and we are very, very good friends, and we tend to be very entertaining together, so we're going to be doing something uh, later on in the day, so keep up to date with that on twitter.com slash pretty chill guy if you guys want to get in on an IRL stream, which is probably going to be what we are deeming a uh, a Q and TIFF, so, (laughs) so we're going to be doing that. Now, I'm not sure about the specific time on that, but I will let you know as soon as I know because we both have very busy lives. She's a nurse. I'm a I'm a <laughs> I'm a college kid. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll see what goes on with that. But uh, you guys are here for the hottest gaming news, and we will catch you up to date on that right now. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into it with our headliner this morning, uh, coming to us from WCCF Tech. Valve announces official Steam Nintendo Switch Pro controller support. Pretty awesome because people are uh, people are big fans of this controller without a doubt. Uh, official Steam Nintendo Switch Pro controller support has been announced by Valve Steam controller team. The feature is currently only available through the latest Steam client beta, but will likely make its way to a general release in the near future. We're pleased to announce that the latest Steam client beta adds support for the Nintendo Switch Pro controller Valve Steam controller's team writes. We think it is a great device with a feature set that pairs nicely with your catalog on Steam. The D-pad is ideal for fighting games and platformers, and the gyro, <laughs> the gyro enhances uh, aim in your action FPS titles. If you like to test it out and you will need to opt into the Steam Client Beta, then follow the steps below. We hope you enjoy, and as always, we welcome your feedback. Uh, it is absolutely fantastic uh, to see that this is going down. So you can obviously download that Steam Client Beta, see what's going on with that, see if it's something that you would enjoy. Uh, but overwhelmingly, I feel like it's, it's cool to see that Steam is embracing the fact that other controllers exist. Of course, they have their main peripheral, which is the one that they recommend, or whatever you might say, uh, by the, uh, the Steam Controller. And, um... It has been on sale uh, a lot recently. It has been discounted heavily in the past Steam sales. Uh, but when it comes down to it, it's just a different kind of controller. For those that have never seen a Steam controller, uh, it replaces the uh, it replaces the dual sticks, uh, as you see on this DualShock Four that I have right here. It, it, it takes away these uh, these dual thumbsticks, and it kind of just puts two pads, like like touch pads, in the way that you would find in, in the way that you would find uh, like a like an Xbox 360 controller. This is a better example. Uh, so essentially, it replaces these with with touch pads that you would find on something like a laptop or something similar to that, where it has a bit of a, a bit of a rubbery textured feel to it. And so um, it has those, and then pretty much your standard kind of button configuration. But it's just strange to go from having dual thumbsticks uh, to something that is literally a touch pad. So that's why, in my opinion, the Steam controller isn't working out so well for them. Uh, I feel like people enjoy it, but it's not quite where it needs to be to become the big mainstream thing. Uh, however, you know, it's cool to see that they are bringing in these other controllers, and I've heard fantastic things about the Pro Controller. I know that a ton of streamers that uh, speedrun, I know that a ton of streamers uh, that use it to... um 
you know, use, uh, play other games, etc., etc. They, uh, you know, love it. They, they speak highly of it. So, if you have a Switch, I would check out the Pro Controller. And on top of that, if you have a, a PC that you play games on, you might want to check it out and see if it's something you might be interested in whenever you are playing those games that are supported via controller on your PC. Because I know that right now, uh, the one that I use whenever I'm playing on PC is, um, is actually a uh, an Xbox 360 controller, so that's a little bit of a different kind of uh, you know a different kind of thing. I know that it's not exactly what everybody uses right now, uh, but the classic Xbox 360 controller is one of, if not the uh, best controller I've ever used. It is the the cream of the crop. It is it is fantastic. It was very well designed. It uh, has a nice ergonomic kind of feel to it. Um, you know, it's it's just a really good controller. But uh, for those that have the Switch controller, definitely give it a shot on Steam. You can download that Steam client beta, opt into that, and check it out for yourself but uh there's the configuration you know it's uh it's pretty pretty standard let me take a sip of coffee real quick got some uh still shaking off the cobwebs from the night of sleep you know what i mean but um beautiful controller overall love the design by the way uh guys over at nintendo good job on that one great job Uh, Moving on to some Xbox One news, Saints Row 2 has been added to the backwards compatibility program on the Xbox One. Uh, When it released in 2008, Saints Row 2 was hailed as an improvement over its predecessor, delivering San Andreas-flavored open-world gameplay in an attempt to rival Grand Theft Auto. Now, the critically acclaimed game is playable on Xbox One through the backwards compatibility program. Saints Row 2 is set five years after the events of the original game and sees players attempt to retake the city of Stillwater in the name of the Third Street Saints gang. While not as over-the-top as Saints Row the Third or superhero theme. Saints Row 4, it has no shortage of colorful characters and off-the-wall humor as players work their way through Stillwater's seedy criminal underworld. Saints Row 2's quirky sense of humor and general gameplay improvements over the original saw become both a critical and sales success, selling 6.5 million units worldwide by the end of its run. Pretty impressive stuff. Uh, the game also earned recognition for its ambitious character creation tools, giving players more freedom to make their character as ridiculous as possible when compared to similar open-world games. Now that Saints Row 2 has been added to the Xbox One backwards compatibility program, anyone that already owns the game digitally or physically on the Xbox 360 uh, should now have access to it on the newer console. Those interested in picking it up can do so now for a fairly cheap uh, price, as the digital version is currently 10 bucks on the Xbox Live Marketplace. And I would say that if you go to your local GameStop, your local gaming store, whatever it may be, probably Probably around four bucks if you if you really look hard enough. It's not that hard of a game to find. Saints Row 2 is the latest addition to the Xbox One backwards compatibility program, which now consists of nearly 500 Xbox 360 titles in total. Of course, backwards compatibility also extends to the original Xbox, with Microsoft recently adding critically acclaimed games like Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind, and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords to the service. Uh, Moving forward, fans can expect Microsoft to keep adding games to the Xbox One's backwards compatibility program. Perhaps the first Saints Row will even be added to the service at some point, which would mean that all of the games in the series would be playable on the Xbox One. Uh, Going back to the controller discussion, Decky says, I always felt the Xbox controller is a bit bulky relative to the PS4, uh, but that may just be personal bias. Oh no, sir. Uh, Let me tell you right now. Hold on. Ow. Give me a moment. I ran into a mic. Alright, this right here. To compare... This is the Xbox 360 controller. This is the Xbox One controller. Okay, you can pretty much clearly see. I mean, it's it's kind of difficult to see right here. But uh, but the Xbox 360 controller has trimmed off a good bit of fat. And uh, and it's actually much more versatile and much more acceptable than the Xbox One controller. Make no mistake. If you're comparing the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One controller, no, the Xbox One is very strange. Uh, however, going back, to the, going back to the Xbox One backwards compatibility program, uh, this is a pretty cool addition. You know, everybody loved Saints Row 2. I know that I have a connection to it in my heart. It's kind of like the quirky Grand Theft Auto. As they said, they're competing directly uh, with what Grand Theft Auto is bringing to the table. So, um, 
you know, whenever you're talking about the uh, the backwards compat- compatibility program, it's cool to see that they're continuing to add games. I would love to see the original uh, Saints Row added because that would be amazing to see every uh, you know uh, Saints Row game available on the Xbox One. And uh, I've talked about it before. I'll talk about it again. But the fact that um. The fact that there is backwards compatibility on the Xbox One, in my mind, solidifies the fact that we are not going to be forgetting about older titles. We're not going to be forgetting about these games that have come out in the past and focus on these new, shiny, uh, brand new, uh, well, like recent games. We don't need to focus entirely on that. There are gems in the rough. There are gems that people will just forget about, even if they weren't in the rough. There are so many games that are worth playing on the older generation of consoles uh, that to see them kind of memorialized almost, uh, you know, given some kind of new life when brought to the Xbox One is fantastic. And on top of that, Microsoft also promotes them heavily whenever they are added to the program. You'll see social media posts. You'll see a whole bunch of updates on the blog. You'll see a ton of stuff talking about these newest games that are being added to the program. And it's uh, it's fantastic to see that they are keeping these games alive. Um, it's almost like a remastered treatment, but without the remaster, you know, it's like the, we don't need uh, to get a remastered Saints Row 2 because it wasn't quite, you know, necessary. We don't we don't really need that, but to see it brought back and to see it brought up to the new generation, that's where it's at. That's what's cool. Uh, so that's good to see. I'm glad to see that happening, and I would love to see, as I said, more and more games uh, added, but with 500 now, or almost 500, uh, pretty impressive numbers, I would say, but there are even more impressive numbers in the next story. Uh, but going back to the controller discussion, I see this happening in the chat right now. Uh, too bulky for my small hands. Indeed, I understand. Xbox One, I mean, I have pretty big hands, so, uh, you know, Xbox One is, is okay for me, but it's not great. Also, the Switch Joy-Con has very small buttons, indeed. In general, the Switch is a bit too small for your boy. Size matters, ladies and gents. Size matters. Moving on to more Xbox One backwards compatibility news. Uh, the BC program, stands for backwards compatibility, is super popular. It reaches a brand new milestone, nearly 1 billion hours and counting. Uh, when Microsoft announced that the Xbox One would play Xbox 360 games through backwards compatibility, some wondered how popular the feature might be. As it turns out, it's very popular. Microsoft announced today that Xbox One players have collectively logged almost 1 billion hours playing original Xbox and Xbox 360 games on the Xbox One. In June 2017, Microsoft announced that people had spent 508 million hours using backwards compatibility, so usage is only growing. According to Microsoft, around half of all Xbox One owners have used the feature. Some have questioned whether or not people actually use backwards compatibility, and of course, they do. Uh, Microsoft adds more games to the BC program on a semi-regular basis. Just this week, Saints Row 2 was added, as we just discussed. Uh, In addition to hundreds of Xbox 360 games, there are more than two dozen original Xbox games in the catalog. You can see a full rundown of all of the backwards compatibility games right here. Uh, which there's a link there if you want to check that out in the description box down below. Uh, in some cases, backwards compatibility games look markedly improved on the Xbox One X. Red Dead Redemption, for example, a game that came out in 2010, looks stunning on Microsoft's newest console. In related news, as of this week, gamer score you unlock playing Xbox 360 games on the Xbox One counts towards the monthly Xbox Live gamer score leaderboard. Microsoft's blog posted today contained some other noteworthy Xbox data points, including the following. The number of Xbox Live players is up 13% year-over-year. Xbox One sales are up 15% year over year. More than 600,000 friendships have been made using the looking for group feature. Okay, yeah, sure, that's what that is. Uh, there are now more than 1.2 million clubs on Xbox Live, a feature I have never even looked at. Uh, there are now more than 200 games that are, quote, enhanced for the Xbox One X. Players have collectively logged more than 4 billion hours of ID at Xbox games. That's pretty much their little, um, their little, uh, what do you call it? Um, 
like indie program almost kind of like a kind of like a steam uh, a steam uh, indie game kind of thing uh, mixer now has more than 10 million active users okay let's focus on that one that's amazing uh, the fact that mixer now has 10 million active users is mind-blowing number one uh, because that's making it pretty you know it, it's getting up there into where it can actually be somewhat of a competitor with twitch uh, even if it's not right there on twitch's level it's still got a lot of potential there on top of that though uh, the fact that you know mixer is integrated directly into the xbox live dashboard that's a big deal and <laughs> before switch to mixer midstream no i'm live on mixer right now actually uh but uh but that's amazing stuff 10 million active users is very impressive uh, and for those that are streaming over there on mixer you know doing your doing your do uh keep going because you know i'm seeing a lot of growth from a lot of awesome people and i would love uh to see that continued and, and you know we might get in on that at some point i've got a lot of things coming down the pipe you know you gotta you gotta keep in touch man you gotta follow me on twitter at pretty chill guy that's where you keep up to date with all the good stuff and also I've got something coming down the pipe for you shortly that will help you keep up to date with everything in a very concise manner. There's a little, there's a little nugget for you, for you devotees that are listening to the podcast. You, you got something coming down the pipe. I appreciate that host, my friend. Appreciate that host. But um, but it's it's amazing to see how the Xbox One has blossomed over the past year. I don't know if the success is 100%, you know, based off of what is happening on um. On the Xbox One X, I don't know that we necessarily need to have the Xbox One. I don't think that's the big the big cash cow right now. I think what is really driving home uh, these sales uh, is backwards compatibility. To be honest with you, and on top of that, you have games like Halo, like Gears, like um like Sea of Thieves driving sales. There are a lot of little small factors that make up the idea of of the Xbox One being very uh very successful overall. I think that's a big part of it all, and so um. You know, it's cool to see. It's cool to cool to see it happening, and I'm glad that the Xbox One is doing well because we didn't think that it would go so hot. You know, I I, I was not a believer in the Xbox One making a comeback, but it seems that at least it's doing fairly well. It seems like people are at least enjoying it and doing a, a fairly decent job of keeping it alive and and keeping on playing the games that are available and and loved over there because there are games that are genuinely loved over there. So, um, cool to see, cool to do, all that good stuff. But six hundred thousand friendships. That's that's throwing around a that's throwing around a word that I'm not 100% confident in. Anyways, uh, congrats to the team over there at Microsoft and the team behind Mixer and the team behind the Xbox One backwards compatibility program. Everything is going well so far. So you know, two thumbs up or maybe a hang ten or a hang loose, whatever you want to call it. Uh, congrats to those guys over there. Moving on to some PlayStation news. PlayStation Now adds select PS2 games. Sony is adding select PlayStation 2 games to its PlayStation Now service, the first batch of which is coming this month. Up until recently, PlayStation Now only hosted PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 games, but now it's starting to incorporate PlayStation 2 titles as well. The first few join the service are Ape Escape 2, Dark Cloud 2, and Hot Shots Tennis, though more will be added in the future. In addition to being ported to the PlayStation 4, these titles will also be running in HD and have trophy support. There's more information on what else will be added this month on the PlayStation blog. Uh, looking to a couple of other games. We've got Metal Slug 3, we've got Ape Escape, uh, we've got Limbo, we've got Dark Void, or Dark Cloud 2, excuse me, Hot Shots Tennis, and then Blaze Blue, a uh, Blaze Blue game. I think it's one that I've never seen. I'm not really into that series, but uh, we're getting one added to the PlayStation Now category. Now, for those who don't know, PlayStation Now is a game streaming service that allows users to play a variety of PlayStation titles for a monthly subscription. Essentially, PlayStation Now is a way to get users to pay for games they might already play uh, or might already own due to the lack of backwards compatibility on the PlayStation 4. The service is not included with PlayStation Plus, but being a member does give it a decent discount. Speaking of Plus, members will want to check out a lineup of free games for May, which we've discussed a couple of weeks back. Also, Sean, good morning. Welcome on in. Uh, anime fighting game is what Blaze Blue is. Okay, 
duly noted, duly noted. Uh, God of War continues to be one of the most acclaimed titles this year, other, you know, promotion of their other articles and whatnot. So, uh, when it comes down to this, very impressive stuff here with the PlayStation Now category. It's just one of those series or those services that I can't see it competing with Game Pass. Uh, those that are not familiar with it, Game Pass is pretty much Microsoft's version of this on the Xbox One, where you essentially can pay a small monthly fee and you get access to a large library of games that includes uh, pretty much all of the iconic um you know, Xbox franchises. You've got uh, Halo, I think Master Chief Collection, and uh, Halo 5 have both been added to the Game Pass. On top of that, you've got things like Sea of Thieves, a brand new game that just came out already playable uh, via Game Pass. Uh, we also have uh, games like uh, like State of Decay 2, which is coming out in a couple of weeks, a brand new release being added directly to the Game Pass. So essentially, although it's not every title that you play on the Xbox One, the majority of the big titles and the majority of the things that people want to see from the Xbox One are playable via Game Pass. So, it's one of those situations where you kind of, you you should have it if you have an Xbox One, but with PlayStation Now, there are games that are cool, you know, a lot of PlayStation 3 games on there, there are tons of PlayStation 3 games, but nothing that it's like, you know, unless I was a huge devotee of PlayStation 3 and just didn't have one laying around, that I necessarily feel like I am compelled to go out and buy a PlayStation Now and, and pay for that subscription, I don't necessarily need it. Of course, for those that are, you know, hardcore PlayStation fans, this is great. Uh, it's, it's a great option, a great way to be able to stay in tuned with the world of PlayStation and be able to uh, have access to a ton of the hottest games uh, out there on the systems and also past systems, uh, but... You know, with PlayStation 2 coming around, it might be a little bit more appealing to some uh, to be able to play games like Ape Escape 2, a classic that I played whenever I was a kid. Hot Shots Tennis, another game that I played. Dark Cloud 2, never got around to it, heard a lot about it. So, um, you know, there's a lot of options out there for those that are big fans of uh, of PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3 coming down the pipe. So if you want to get in on PlayStation Now, I think there's a free trial. And then as the article does say, there is a pretty hefty discount for those that want to dig into it on... um you know, on, on the on the PlayStation 4 via a PlayStation Plus discount. So you can dig into that if you would like to, but for me, probably going to probably gonna hang back from that one for a bit and enjoy my game pass. Or I could just, you know, keep playing Fortnite like every other person in the world right now. Such a good game, man. Such a good game. Moving on to some unrelated gaming news. Spotify crosses 75 million subscribers. Let's dig into this for a minute. This is one, I keep saying dig today. That's the verb of the day. Uh, Spotify is a very impressive service that I am a big fan of. So, you know, keep that in mind. I'm a little bit biased. I'm a big, big fan of what they are bringing to the table. Uh, The streaming music service says it has added 4 million paying members in the last three months. Spotify added 4 million subscribers since the end of last year to cross the 75 million milestone the company reported Wednesday in its first earnings statement since it went public last month. The result was close to what Spotify had predicted just a week before the close period. The close of the period, excuse me, when it had set a guidance at three, uh, 73 million to 76 million members. Spotify added that 170 million people use its service at least once a month. Its next biggest competitor, Apple Music, said last month it had reached 38 million subscribers, up by 2 million in a little more than one month. As the world's biggest subscription service by members, Spotify has been a major force in a cultural shift in music. Uh, after decades of buying music outright, be it records, tapes, CDs, or digital downloads, the explosive popularity of services like Spotify and Apple Music mean people are increasingly paying fat fees fat fees, big old fat fees, and paying flat fees uh, for all you can access tunes. Looking ahead, Spotify predicted that it would add 4 million to 8 million more paid subscribers by the middle of the year, and that its monthly active users would increase 5 million to 10 million. 
Uh, in that latest period, Spotify reported a loss of 169 million euros, 202 million, uh, or 1.01 euros, a share narrowing from a loss of 173 million, or 1.15 euros, a share earlier a year earlier. Revenue climbed 26% to 1.139 billion euros. Uh, shares were down 7.5% at $157.28 after hours. Uh, so essentially Spotify is killing it, but they're also getting killed. It sounds like I'm not a big, you know, aficionado in the world of business, uh, but to hear, to hear terms like, uh, a loss of 169 million mother. Oh my gosh. What? What? 169 million euros, $202 million down the pipe. What are you talking? Wow. Um, but when it comes down to it, you know, there's so many people backing Spotify. There's so much funding coming down the pipe that I'm sure they're going to be fine. Uh, but it's just impressive to see how many people are jumping on board because the the streaming platforms are the new way uh, that music is going to be distributed going forward and the music industry overall is trying to kind of is trying to kind of refinagle itself and rework itself to where that is that is what is expected. And, uh, and that is what is generally accepted because people are still in their minds, uh, whether you realize it or not, buying CDs. In their minds, they're still buying these these vinyls for some people. And so uh, whenever you're looking at things like like the hottest you know new album, like Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone, the fact that you can stream that at midnight without leaving your house or having to buy anything at all other than just a subscription service to Spotify is something that is incredibly appealing uh, to many, many people, including myself. So um, going forward, I think that we are doing going to see more and more growth of Spotify going forward, more and more growth of Apple Music. Uh, I'm expecting any month now some kind of integration plan that Spotify is going to announce that shows they are getting ready to integrate into cars directly so you can just jump in and play Spotify off of the off of the radio. I think that would be a big, big push uh, that they would be um, benefiting from. But we will have to wait and see what exactly goes on. However, Spotify is going places without a doubt. They're doing some impressive stuff. And also, they're getting into the podcast game in a heavy, heavy way. I've been listening to more and more podcasts. In fact, it's my main podcast platform uh, now just because it's so easy and so integrated into what I already use. If I'm going for a run instead of starting up, you know, a a fish album or whatever I might be listening to, uh, then I'll just start listening to a podcast under the podcast section on my playlist. It's so simple. It's literally right there. So why would I not? But, um, you know, with more people having access to Spotify, with more people using it for their podcast, with more people uploading new stuff to Spotify and more, uh, you know, music labels and stuff using it to their advantage. It's going to be awesome to see it evolve and change over the years. And what Spotify becomes is still a mystery. Who knows how it will be integrated into everyday life? But I guarantee you that it will be, my friends. I guarantee you that it will be. So uh, again, you know, congrats to the guys over at Spotify killing it right now. Uh, and for those that don't have Spotify, I would highly, highly recommend checking it out because I was one of those non-believers. Okay. I was one of those guys that said, I don't need Spotify because when it comes down to it, uh, I can just listen to all of my music over there on YouTube. I can just Google it real quick and find a free stream of it. I can get my little fix for whatever I might want to listen to, and then I'll go on my way. Oh, no, sir. If you are down at the beach, if you are running, if you are in the mountains, if you are sitting at home, Spotify creates playlists for you. It does does so many awesome things. This is not a, a promotional sponsored thing, by the way. Spotify... I don't know what my life would be like without it, to be quite honest with you. It is the number one service that it's like, I would give up Netflix, I would give up Xbox Live, I would give up PlayStation Plus before I gave up Spotify. Okay, let's be very, very real, very, very raw with that one. Spotify is something that I need in my life, okay? So thank you very much for that. Thank you for thank you for bearing with my rant, alright? I need a sip of coffee after that one. <sighs> Getting a bit frazzled. 
Uh, moving on to a story from Rock Paper Shotgun. Player Nine's Battlegrounds adds map select tonight, which is actually yesterday, so um, it's up right now. It should be. Uh, the Player Unknown's Battleground servers will go down for maintenance tonight, then return with a map selection option, a boss, a new muscle car, a big weapon rebalancing, a new rifle, loads of extra scopes and grips and bits, and other shiny newness. This is uh, this is all in Update 12, the rad big patch, which has been in testing for a week, see. Uh, what I've played on the test server has really excited me, so grand, let's go. Meet you outside El Pozo for muscle car races. The server maintenance will begin on Thursday at 3 a.m. UK time, which is 7 p.m. on Wednesday for the Pacific Time Zone, 10 for Eastern. Uh, developers PUBG Corp say they should run for a couple of hours so we'll wake up to a shiny new update on thursday morning in time for a few rounds over breakfast which is exactly where i am right now headline features the long-awaited map selection option is finally in letting us skip maps we don't want to play specifically that desert map that i absolutely loathe obviously it's a simple choice right now but then the third map arrives it'll let people select one two or all of them as they please so um this is pretty much what it looks like you know you've got the original map the new desert map and then this third one that's kind of like a um a more close, tight-knit uh, kind of uh, kind of island map, almost. However, you might not want to skip Miramar because it actually improves a fair bit in this update. Oh no, I'm still skipping it. Adding and removing loads of bits of cover where appropriate, all over. Not to mention the muscle cars. No, I'm never going to back to you. There's nothing you can do to get me back to that map. Uh, to mention the muscle cars, they are rad. Found only on Miramar. The Murado is a four-seater found in some snazzy colors, with the top down, uh, with the top up or down, and it roars beautifully as it zooms along. I adore it, especially the fluffy dice, as seen here in this gift. Uh, the update tweaks almost every weapon, making shotguns and SMGs better, making assault rifles less mighty at mega long range, and broadly making more weapon choices uh, more viable. I dig it. I've had some great fights on the test server. Weapons are also expanded with a new 3x scope, a 6x scope, 3 new grips, and a new shotgun barrel attachment. Many more things to collect and clip on. I was surprised by quite how many scopes I found, but it did mean our squads were always kitted out. Ah, there's so much. Here a big uh, level, you know, tons of points here. Um... So essentially, whenever I was playing this on the test servers, because I did jump in to check it out and see what it brought to the table, uh, I saw there was a three times scope. I saw there was a six times scope. Those are the two main main things that I'm going to be using. Uh, there were a couple of new grips and stuff, but overwhelmingly, you know, the scopes are what people really are going to notice. Of course, you can equip whatever you've got going on. Uh, bottom bot, welcome on in. But um. But you're always going to be able to find new things to play around with, new things to experience, whatnot. And uh, and this is pretty much the best update that I've seen on PUBG in quite a while. Of course, we saw the one with uh, the brand new the brand new map. Uh, we saw the one that added a couple of balances and tweaks and stuff like that. But really, this is a one. Th this is an update uh, that really changes the fundamental mechanics of the game and adds a couple of attachments and a couple of different uh, different balances that really do make the game more playable in the long run it makes it more of a, of a viable option as compared to fortnite uh, it's not going to be like fortnite and it never will be and i don't want it to be but when it comes down to it it's a different experience that is now uh, something that i would want to jump back in and play instead of just getting hit by an assault rifle from three miles away that is completely and totally unrealistic uh, i love this game and i want it to do well and i love i've put over 130 hours into PUBG. it's a fun game give it a shot if you have not but um it's cool to see this update coming and giving out some new stuff, making a couple of changes in Miramar, and on top of that, uh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Uh, for number one, the option to select the map in the main version of the game. Number two, the brand new map that is going to be coming out very soon. That is going to be fun stuff. I love this new map. I tried it out on the uh, on the early, like the closed test server. I tried it out myself, played a couple of rounds on it. Fun. Very fun. Very tight-knit. Not like Fortnite, but pretty tight-knit. Makes things a little bit different. Cool map overall. Good design. 
But uh, but yeah, so if you want to check out the PUBG update, it is up right now on the PC servers. I am not 100% sure about the other versions of the game, but I know that Xbox One was going to be getting an update that increased the uh, the level of, um, what do you call it, the... The way the game functions, the the overall stability, there we go, there's the word I'm looking for, it increased the stability of the game, made the game overall a little bit more playable. Of course, if you are playing PUBG on the Xbox One, as I said a couple of weeks ago, it is nothing compared to the PC version of the game. I played it on the Xbox One S whenever I bought it. I was like, cool, I've got game, or it was a free weekend. I've got a free weekend on PUBG. Let's go on, give it a shot, see what's going on. The game is literally borderline unplayable. I'm talking it was like a slideshow, my dudes. Like, no, that's really bad. Uh, so if you have it on PC, give it a shot. If you have it on Xbox One, wait a while. Or if you have an Xbox One X, I'm sure it's pretty much like playing on a low-end PC. No shade being thrown. I'm just being truthful with you. Moving on to the next story of the day. Destiny 2's next raid layer introduces, or excuse me, launches next week. The Spire of Stars will be our final for- foray into the Leviathan. Uh, in an information roundup, this, uh, wait... Let me try again. In an information roundup about its upcoming Destiny 2 expansion, Warmind, Bungie announced that the game's next raid layer challenge will go live for players on Friday, May 11th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Players who purchase the Warmind expansion will have three days to prepare themselves for Bungie's latest challenge. Spire of Stars will be Destiny 2's second raid layer following Eater of Worlds, which launched only a few days after the Curse of Osiris expansion. Raid layers are now a new concept introduced in Destiny 2 that involve players tackling smaller raids and a single boss encounter within the same location as the larger raid. That's pretty cool. It's a good idea. Of course, I never played Destiny 2. Full, um, the D2 full raid, Leviathan, took place on the main level of the giant Cabal ship. Eater of the Worlds took players into the belly of the ship and flushed out the Vex, who, um, who served as the primary en- enemies in Curse of Osiris. While Bungie is being secretive about the Spire of Stars, players have reason to believe that the Hive will be the main antagonist and that they'll be going up to the Leviathan this time. Players who have to wait uh, players will have to wait to find out for themselves when Destiny 2 Warmind launches May 8th for PlayStation 4, Windows, and Xbox One. Uh, so with D2, you know, I just wanted to give you guys an update. I wanted to let you guys know this was happening. Of course, Warmind again launches on May the 8th, the next big expansion for D2. Of what I hear and what I gather from the people that are kind of the aficionados in the community, uh, it seems to me like Warmind is not going to fix all the issues that Destiny 2 has, but that it will, in fact, make the game a little bit better overall. Uh, so we'll see what goes goes on with that but um you know you get this giant for, for for audio listeners we're looking at something that is similar to a, a titanic paint me like one of your french girls pose uh with a with a giant beefy kind of um kind of covenant looking individual you know the more that i look into destiny 2 the less i want to play to be honest with you but uh if you <laughs> if you want to check out the Warmind dlc again launching next week but i would wait until september whenever the uh, official kind of year release date rolls around where it's been a year since the original release that's generally whenever they release something with all the dlc to date and then you have the option to buy a couple of other dlc packs that come out later on down the pipe uh but unfortunately i don't think d2 is ever going to recover to the point that people want it to i feel like the game is is kind of cursed to live out its existence as uh, a hollow shell of what destiny one was relatively unfortunate but there was that destiny creators summit where they where they brought in a whole bunch of twitch streamers they brought in a whole bunch of youtubers and stuff like that and they discussed the game with the guys over there at bungie they talked about what they wanted bungie replied there were a lot of uh, a lot of conversations being had that do kind of instill a hope for me uh, that we're going to be able to see something that makes the game a little bit better overall but i'm not going to be you know counting my chickens before they hatch so we'll see what goes on with that but um again next week warmind check it out if you want uh, you can find this giant 
this giant sexualized uh, mushroom-looking individual in that game. I am sure of it without a doubt. Moving on to the next story of the day. Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer stars John Marston and the Vanderland Gang. Uh, get another look at Red Dead Redemption 2. The story is coming to us from GameSpot. As promised, Rockstar has released a brand new trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2. It's eagerly anticipated open world action game. The trailer is a more extensive look at the game story, setting the mood for it and offering a better grasp of its narrative. America, 1899. The end of the Wild West era has begun as lawmen hunt down the last remaining outlaw gangs. Those who will not surrender or succumb are killed, reads Rockstar's official description. After a robbery goes badly wrong in the western town of Blackwater, Arthur Morgan and the Vanderland gang are forced to flee. With federal agents and the best bounty hunters in the nation massing on their heels, the gang must rob, steal, and fight their way across the rugged heartland of America in order to survive. As deepening internal divisions threaten to tear the gang apart, Arthur must make a choice between his own ideals and loyalty to the gang who raised him. Red Dead Redemption 2 is an epic tale of life in America at the dawn of a modern age. Uh, the game feels like the end of the road for outlaws who seem to feel their time has come. In one scene, a group of people discuss Dutch, leader of the Vanderland gang, and antagonist for the first of the game, of the first game, excuse me. In a later scene, a group of people are shown holding up the bank, and a voice refers to the, quote, sons of Dutch. Notably, we also see John Marston for the first time, younger as compared uh, to how we saw him in the other uh, game, but still John Marston nonetheless. As previously detailed, Red Dead Redemption 2 is the, quote, story of outlaw Arthur Morgan and the Vanderland gang as they rob, fight, and steal their way across the vast and rugged heart of America in order to survive. Interestingly, there's also a character in the trailer who looks a lot like Red Dead Redemption's much-loved protagonist, John Marston. Didn't we already see this? Uh, did anyone proofread this? Uh, other scenes featured in the video include a train robbery as well as hijacking of a horse and carriage. You'll see all of that in a video at the top of the page. This is the third trailer to be released, and it is going to be out on September the 29th. They break everything down, all of that good stuff, and, uh, and yeah, we're just going to be seeing that uh, later on. If you're eager to dip into the world of Red Dead Redemption as soon as possible, the first Red Dead Redemption was recently updated for the Xbox One X, worth mentioning here, uh, so you can check that out in a high frame rate, beautiful version of the game and uh and yeah that's pretty much the uh, the bulk of the story there so with the red dead redemption 2 trailer this is one that has been very hotly anticipated everybody has been looking forward to trailer number three for this game uh, Red Dead Redemption is one of the definitive Rockstar experiences. You know, you think GTA 5 as Rockstar. Red Dead Redemption was what people thought of whenever they thought about Rockstar before GTA 5. It was the go-to uh, example of what Rockstar was capable of. They had some amazing tech behind the game. Undead Nightmare is one of the best DLC packs that has ever been released by mankind. I will stand behind that 150%. In the world of Black Ops 1 Zombies, in the world of Black Black Ops, uh, you know, taking over the world of zombie shooters, Undead Nightmare comes through and totally flips that on its head and makes something completely and totally different. It is it is something that is fantastic. Also, GTA San Andreas is the real OG. You're not wrong. But um, Red Dead Redemption is one of those classic, iconic Rockstar games that everybody loves. So to see it getting a sequel, number one, fantastic because there is so much story to be fleshed out in this living breathing world uh, that to have just let it sit out and, and kind of die that would have been a crime against humanity okay let's be real here that game needed a sequel so we're finally getting one on top of that trailer number three does flesh out the story a bit more and makes me more and more interested uh, to see what exactly goes on I love the setting as well the kind of turn of the century you know before America becomes fully established but it's still established enough to uh, to really make a big a big uh, a big 
you know, impact and stuff like that. Before, it's it's completely and totally the America that we kind of know today. It's awesome to see it on the cusp of flipping over and and, and really becoming what we know. So, uh, great setting overall. It is the the prequel sequel. So, if you want to jump in and see what happens later on, uh, then I would recommend playing Red Dead Redemption on the Xbox One or the Xbox One X. Or if you have an Xbox 360, you can jump in. Of course, PlayStation 3 as well. So, you know, not, not to leave that version of the game out. But, um... You know, alternatively, if you wanted to wait until Red Dead 2 came out and then play the following or the, or the previous game after that, then it all works out because then you're playing the prequel, then you see what happened afterwards. You know, nothing nothing wrong with that if you wanted to. But sequentially, if you want to play the first one, then the second one, they're both fantastic. Or, you know, I don't know about the second one, but dang. If these screenshots prove anything, it's proven to me that it is a beautiful, beautiful game without a doubt. I mean, the the character design, the the overall setting, the vibe, the lighting, it's all hitting me right where it counts. It really does matter. It's a and and there's John Marston by the way. I'm clicking through pictures for audio listeners. He's uh he's got a couple of scars, got some stitches. Uh overall beautiful character design and really Really awesome stuff to see. I uh, am glad that we're getting a comeback for John Marston. I believe I would love to see uh, the beginning of his story, you know, before he became the the protagonist in the original Red Dead. So uh, cool. <laughs> and before Alien Invasion DLC. I'm not, I'm not hoping for Alien Invasion DLC, but it's Rockstar. So, you know, we could be seeing a lot of different things. But Red Dead Redemption does seem to be a bit of a um a bit of a serious kind of tone as compared to GTA 5. It seems like it's a little bit different, you know. Um it seems like people are going to be taking this one a bit more seriously as compared to the other games in the series. So take that for what you will, but um but yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2 October 26th, I think. No, it's, mm, uh, yes, October 26th, there we go, uh, coming out this year, so we will definitely check that out, and that is the definitive release date after having, count them, one and two delays thus far, so that probably won't happen again. Moving on to the final story of the day, For Honor is free to try this weekend. You know, I like to keep you guys up to date on the hottest deals in the world of gaming, and so if you wanted to try out For Honor now that it has had a plethora of updates and tweaks, then now is your chance to do so. Um, what is on your agenda this weekend? Catch up with friends, dinner with the family, historically inaccurate warring between samurai soldiers, medieval knights, and burly vikings. If the latter's your bag, Ubisoft's For Honor is free to try for the next few days. From 10 a.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. BST, today through Sunday, May 6th at 1 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. BST, uh, the action slasher is going free with full access to its 18 characters, dedicated servers, and PvP, PvE, and story modes. If you like what you see, the game is subject to a 67% discount thereafter with a full trial period progress carried over. Uh, the developer marks the occasion with these moving pictures. I'm good with that. After a promising start, For Honor suffered network issues, poor matchmaking, and microtransactions that upset players, all of which Steven discussed here. And since rolled out uh, dedicated servers, a host of new modes, and a starter edition. If you decide to take it for a spin and know an existing player, For Honor's Warrior Training Program also returns this weekend. Here's the skinny on that. Let me Let me say that again. Here's the skinny on that. Okay, to participate a current game owner and a newcomer player who does not own the game, partner up and play at least five matches during the free weekend. Grouping up is a unique way to experience the world of For Honor and a great opportunity to share techniques. Once players complete these matches, they will both earn two weeks of revamped champion status. Champion status guarantees players significantly more XP and loot after every match completed and has an in-game value of 8,000 steel. Uh, more on that can be found at this link. For Honor's free-to-try weekend kicks off today on Steam. 
Yeah, even at 67% off, I don't foresee myself digging into the world of For Honor, just not feeling it. You know, it's one of those games where it's beautiful, you know, it, it had promise, but the fact that it had a plethora of networking issues when it first launched, the fact that people really didn't like the balance of the game and it felt more like a button masher and there was pretty much one attack that would be dominant, I, there's no reason for me to jump into that, but... um. You know, a free weekend and 67% off. I'm sure that people will be giving it a shot. I don't know what it is with Ubisoft's infatuation with 67% off, but I know that the um, uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands was 67% off a couple of weeks back. Uh, now you're getting For Honor. I think I've seen The Division even, I think, 67% off. So whatever is up with 67%, you know, take it for what you will. That's pretty much what you're rocking with. But um, if you want to try out For Honor, it is free to try this weekend. And that's a trend that I'm seeing more and more is that we actually do have, uh, you know, a lot of free-to-try weekends if you want to dig into some of the hottest games. They're all relatively, you know, out there and readily available for you to dig into. So, if you want to try this out on Steam this weekend, dig into it. Uh, if you have a friend that plays it, which is highly unlikely, uh, you can try out the Warrior Training Program, get some of that XP boost and whatnot if you were into that. But for me, probably going to stick to anything but that. Anyways, I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode of Caffeinate. If you did, drop me a like down below if you are watching on YouTube. If you're on podcast services, rate the show. Uh, give me some applause. Give me some favorites over there on Anchor if you really dig what you're listening to. Uh, but on top of that, if you are watching live, thank you very much for chilling. I enjoy whenever I have a good conversation to accompany my time here reading the daily news uh, in the chat. So, uh, without further ado, I hope you guys have a fantastic Thursday. Tomorrow is Casual Friday. Cannot wait to wrap up another week of awesome shows. But I will talk to you soon. Enjoy your day and peace.